Live from parts unknown, you're listening to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast. The only wrestling podcast on the planet, we think. Sit back, relax, prepare for positivity to run through your veins as Simon Miller gives you your weekly dose of powerful pro wrestling audio. It is Miller Time. Hello and welcome to Simon's Pro Wrestling Podcast. My name is Simon Miller and this is a pro wrestling podcast. Now basically what's going to happen here is we are going to awkwardly segue into the podcast because I forgot to push record on the intro. Because I'm a doofus, I'm an idiot, I'm a moron. And please, if you are listening to this, please, please, please get in touch with me uh, using my email address. You can get that on my Twitter bio, uh, at summer316. I need to send out these copies of Fire Pro Wrestling, but we had a big hoo-ha with them all. I need all your addresses again. So if your name uh, was read out, or you know that you've won a copy of Fire Pro Wrestling, please do get in touch. I want to get them to you as soon as possible. As always, thanks for joining me. Let's get on with the episode. As always, I want to say thank you to everyone that watches, everyone that asks questions over the Facebook group, everyone gives me the support. Ever since I've been doing these live shows, we've had a pickup in the audience as well, which makes me doubly happy. And if you don't know, all of this content that I do on my own personal channel is supported by patreon.com forward slash Simon316. There's a link right there in the bio if you're on YouTube, or you can just go type that in to a URL. Even if you can only give me a $1, it makes all of this a lot easier, because as you imagine, I do it during my work days and my work time, and we've got to find a way to generate finances for it. It's just how life works. I like to be transparent. I like to be honest. So, um... Yeah, if you could do that, great. Let's get on with the show. What a week we have to talk about. Look, you you can say that wrestling isn't good at the moment, or WWE isn't good, quote-unquote, at the moment, but I tell you, it is a lot of fun to talk about. (laughs) There's no two ways about that. There's always a spin. There's always something to, you know, grab onto and, you know, shape a little episode around. For example, this week, if you do frequent the world of social media, you will have seen most people saying that the Raw that aired on Monday was the worst Raw they have ever seen in their entire lives. And think of that. Raw's been going, we had the 25th anniversary of Raw in January, February, if it was. 25 years of a show that is essentially aired every week, and people are saying this was the worst episode ever. Now, I don't necessarily think that is true. I think if we sat down and we went through you know, episode by episode, which we're not going to do because that would be crazy, you would probably find some some roars that absolutely suck. I think the problem with this roar, and a lot of people have said this too, is certainly nothing new coming from me, is it's three hours. And it's those three hours that kill you, right? If you get two hours of something bad, you can kind of deal with it. But that extra hour when you're bored and you're trying to get through, I saw loads of people saying they just turned off. They were just like, it got to the point they were like, I can't do it. And obviously after the fact, the world of the internet, which is amazing, goes through it and tries to find, uh, you know, little tidbits. And apparently Baron Corbin's on screen for an hour. Hilarious, total time. A third of the whole show was just Baron Corbin. And look, I like Baron Corbin, man. I'm not necessarily sure. Not just him. I'm not sure in a three-hour show when we have so much talent and, uh, you know, talent is just overflowing everywhere. I don't see how you can just dedicate it to one person, even if they are the general manager of Raw. Um, also, just quickly before I forget, hello to everybody in the comments. If you are watching live, appreciate it. Make sure you like, share, subscribe. You know all the YouTube nonsense. Always a pleasure to have you here. Um... So yeah, I, look, it wasn't fun. Even I, you know, when I sat down to do ups and downs and I was watching it, I always write some notes to, to help me when I'm doing the video. It was difficult to try and... I am a positive guy. I, I, didn't, I didn't hate it as much as some people. But sometimes you do have to put your critical hat on and say to yourself, this just isn't 
it's just not working. And the real issue I had with it that you would have seen on What Culture Ups and Downs, SmackDown will be up probably soon too. That's all being worked on. But um, yeah, the, the real problem I had was it was the contradict. I know WWE contradicts themselves all the time, but it was the contradictory. Uh, it was in the same episode. Like the thing that really got me, and I don't know why, is that Finn Balor cut a promo saying that I want to be on the right side of history, tying into this stuff they were saying. I want to, uh, you know, I know that Baron Corbin is probably going to screw me over, but I've got to, you know, I've got my own beliefs, I've got my own morality I have to take care of. And then as soon as they did change the the rules and it made it a two-on-one match, Finn Balor's face was like, what? It's like, but Finn, you just, I'm getting angry again. You just told me that you were expecting this and now you're acting shocked. And then, I don't know whether if WWE books for new viewers they think has have just arrived, but you don't have to do that. Like, let me assume as an audience member that Finn Balor is a good guy that I like and that I respect and I want to see win, has the intelligence to go, well, Baron Corbin's a bad guy. I'm not surprised he's turned the tables on me, as opposed to what we did have here, which was, oh, it made him like an idiot. It made him like an idiot, especially because he'd already brought that up. And, you know, we did that with Dana Brooke. Dana Brooke came out and she was just a heel. <laughs> I watched Starcade 24 hours ago when she was teaming with these people. And that's the real issue. We've talked about continuity before, but it's not even that. How can I buy into any storylines when they really, really don't matter? That's that's the thing. Like Finn Balor tells me he knows what Baron Corbin's going to do. Act surprised. Sasha Banks and Bailey team with Dana Brooke. Then she's turned on them. We're not told why. Um, Ronda Rousey gets beaten up by Charlotte, a Survivor Series. She comes at her next her next fine, whereas Rey Mysterio two weeks later has the same thing done to him, and he's got a neck brace on. These aren't big things, but I bet they're big things to new fans. I mean, I'm an idiot. I'm going to watch every week regardless. And I do like it. I enjoy WWE. I'm not going to pretend otherwise I do. Again, Raw, it was not evidence of that. But I do enjoy it. However, <laughs> it's sometimes... It just, I don't. A lot of people think, oh, Vince McMahon is trolling or Vince McMahon wants to put on a bad show. He doesn't. He absolutely doesn't. Vince McMahon is doing what he thinks is best. And... It's hard to criticise Vince McMahon. I mean, you're not saying you can't, but Vince McMahon is the most successful wrestling promoter ever. You know, he's in charge of the big, biggest wrestling company ever too. So there is always that caveat. But yeah, I mean, it wasn't it wasn't the best. The weirdest thing, two weird things I want to talk about. One, that Braun Strowman shot. Whoever set up that shot and thought, well, I'll have Braun Strowman in his hospital pants and he'll be in a really white room, which makes things really, really clean and he'll be topless... It was a really odd shot. Like, it was jarring. It didn't really feel like it fit. And then the Dean Ambrose promo, I will never understand. Like, I I understand there was controversy with the Dean Ambrose heel turn, with all the Roman Reigns stuff. And as I've said before, I'm not going to comment on it critically, but I will comment on it from a comfortable point of view, and that it does make me uncomfortable. However, even with all that aside, if we want to make Dean Ambrose a main event level heel, which should be the goal of anyone we turn heel, and if you turn Mojo Rawley heel, well, your goal should still be to try and make them the best possible heel they can be, because the more over people are, the better it's going to be for everybody. And yet, here, Dean Ambrose is saying that he's not going to turn up to venues, he's not going to go to certain cities until he gets his shots. Like, it was a comedy angle. I got nothing wrong with comedy on my on WWE. We'll talk about one in a minute that I know was bad. But when comedy gets it right, it's great. Like on the Edge and Christian show that totally reeks of awesomeness, they had a really good skit this week. It's just come back with Samoa Joe killing a man for not eating the right cookies. You could probably put that on Raw or SmackDown. I mean, not for Samoa Joe, it doesn't fit his character. But having Dean Ambrose say that he won't turn up in Milwaukee because, you know, he may get dysentery. I don't know. I don't know. It was it was very strange. I, I, di- I didn't really understand it. But hey, that's what we're doing. And of course, we have to talk about 
AOP and Drake Maverick. I just, I don't know what to tell you. I didn't like it when we did it at Survivor Series. I didn't like it last week, especially, I think Lance Storm put it in perspective really well. He was talking about it on the uh, F4D show, F4 Daily shows they do on Wrestling Observer, where he mentioned the reason he found it so uncomfortable is because it was very, you know, reminiscent of being in a school changing room with the jocks picking on the small kid. That's not cool, man, because you may... Someone may be watching wrestling for their escape from that, and they see it happening on TV as well. And I understand that the bullies got their repercussions this week because Drake Maverick pissed on Bobby Roode's robe, but it still felt like I was being told that Drake Maverick was in the wrong. And I think that's where it starts to get really uncomfortable for me anyway, because we just shouldn't be putting anybody in a position where that could, yeah, where that could happen. Oh, well, you know, that's that. It is what it is. What do we do? <laughs> we, 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 I don't know. It was just, it was bad. I'd like the Drake Maverick thing to be stopped. If you want to look at it from a kayfabe point of view and be a massive nerd, which I am, you also have to debate why AOP, what they called, I was Akam and Razor. I always think of Tokum and Razor from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 movie. Don't worry about it. Why would they be listening to Drake Maverick? Why would these two, you know, beasts of, of men listen to... Oh, I don't get it. And why was Bobby Roode so distracted about his robe being pissed on? <laughs> so much of it was so... I don't know. We're not going to get rid of the three hours of Raw. But look, WWE's proved time and time again that they can absolutely book three-hour Raws. Like, you know, there have been good Raws we've watched in the past and said that was really fun. And more often than not, I don't hate it, hate it. I can get through it. But this one just felt especially... Yeah, especially taxing. Not very well thought out, not very well booked. Again, contradicting itself. The Braun Strowman stuff was weird. I don't understand why Drew McIntyre, uh, Bobby Lashley and Baron Corbin are together. For some reason, we're just... Uh, WWE's just obsessed with Drew McIntyre and putting him in three main groups. <laughs> Utterly obsessed. I don't know why Dolph Ziggler was the, uh, the tease opponent for Seth Rollins in his open challenge. And if you knew that was, I would try and be smart and think, okay, we can tease it a little bit on social media, but let's not go overboard. I mean, you could, you could probably argue that maybe the internet took over with that, and that happens. Sometimes we set our own expectations, and when they're not met, we're disappointed, even though really we should be disappointed you know, in ourselves. And that's not the right, you know what I mean? Because we got carried away. So I understand that too. Um, all the women's division stuff. I didn't like the stuff between Nia Jax and Ronda Rousey. The Nia Jax promo was too long. Ronda Rousey didn't really have much to say and was awkwardly working in Charlotte and Becky. It just didn't work. Let's be honest. It wasn't a great Raw <laughs> by any stretch of the imagination. But I don't necessarily think it's the worst one ever. I'll have to sit down uh, and go through it. I would love to know. I mean, no, I doubt anybody here is watching. But I would love to know if that was, that was the day when you sat down to watch WWE what you took away from it. Maybe you loved it. I don't know. I don't want to I don't want to criticize. Somebody tweeted me at Simon316, cheap plug, saying that their granddad, I don't know how true this is, you can make these stories up obviously, that saying that their granddad watched that Drake Maverick skit and he loved it. Maybe he did. Maybe if toilet humor is your thing, you loved it. I just my worry about it, when you go that road, it it almost underlines or justifies all the things that people say about pro wrestling, right? And that's the thing I don't necessarily like. What are you going to do? Um, let's talk about SmackDown. I've got some notes down here in case you, I, you, I look down. Becky Lynch returned to a ridiculous... Just I, People were charting her name throughout the show even when she wasn't appeared. She was like Poochie. Like Homer said, you know, when Poochie's not on screen, everybody should be asking, where's Poochie? So Becky Lynch is... That's it now. We've cemented her as, as the woman or the man. Uh, the only odd stuff was Charlotte Flair came out. And Charlotte Flair is still being a badass. But this whole hug we had, you know, prior, the, the SmackDown prior to Survivor Series has now been utterly forgotten about. And they are they hate each other again. 
Now, I said this on Ups and Downs of SmackDown, which will go up today. Please do go watch it when it's up over on What Culture Wrestling. I was wrong. I thought they were going to use that and try and do something interesting, but they haven't. They've just literally, it was just a, a plot device to get to Survivor Series, and now they've forgotten about it, which actually would have been fine if they didn't do that in all of their other shows constantly. That would have been all right, but they do do it all the time. So anyway, we are getting Charlotte versus Becky at TLC. All the women on the roster then came out and told Paige that she's biased towards Charlotte and Becky, which was kind of true. So, you know, Paige put them all in a battle royal at the end of the, at the, end of the night, and... Oscar won. That's, I mean, you can look at it two ways. I thought it was great. Oscar always gets great ovations. She got a great ovation when she came out. It's hilarious. Naomi was on the microphone. They were cheering, but they were actually cheering for Oscar. I like that because I'm an asshole. So she deserved to be in that match. And I can't think of anyone that doesn't want to see Charlotte versus Becky versus Asuka in a TLC match. I think it's the first ever TLC match for women as well. I think they're all in WWE. I think that's right. So that's cool straight away. The cynical side of you will then go... Are they just putting her in there so she can take the loss and then we can move forward, you know, to WrestleMania with Ronda and whatever we do with Charlotte and Becky in between that as well? That is probably what's going to be ha- happen. But if you, I, I well, I want to get too hippy trippy. I always feel like if you live your life that way, you're just going to be second guessing anything. So just enjoy it for what it is. She won a heart, all right battle royal, nothing special, but she's got a great reaction. I want to see her in that match. I think they'll all come out smelling of roses. So that's two thumbs for me. Like I, it was a great end to SmackDown. It's made me interested in TLC, which is usually not a paper you have to care about that much because WWE in December usually falls off a cliff. So yeah, I mean, that's the main event as far as I'm concerned. I don't know whether they put it there. The title's on the line too, so I guess Becky will pin Oscar. But yeah, good stuff. Uh, Ryan Evermy in the Super Chat. Always appreciate the Super Chats as well. If you want to do it, again, every little helps and I really appreciate it. Uh, have you heard R-Truth's new song, Random I Know? Do you mean like a... Like a and I can't talk, but like a song song, not like his entrance music. No, let me know where I can hear it, and maybe I'll listen to it on live on the podcast. But no, I have. I didn't know he had a song. I think I knew he did an album. Is it just his entrance music again? <laughs> um, well, so to, well, the other stuff I liked was Rusev and Nakamura. They seem to be feuding, or at least I hope so. You never know with WWE, so you can get from week to week and never know what's going to happen. Uh, Jake Pye just made a good point. It's a TLC match. Oscar can't take a pin. No, T- actually, no, TLC matches are pin, aren't they? No, I think they're pin. Oh, I don't know anymore. Oscar loses is my point. Um, yeah, I like the Rusev and Nakamura stuff. I, it depends what happens again. But Nakamura jumped Rusev before their match started. That's a perfect way to start a feud. And it's not the best feud in the world. But again, beggars can't be choosers. You just need to... Take what we can get. And if I'm going to get... If this is a way to start a program for the US Championship between Nakamura and Rusev, that's fine. Like I say, attacked him. The match never happened. Easy. Easy peasy. Nice, simple booking. So, fingers crossed uh, we're going to get that. The Miz character I'm a bit intrigued about. Um, it, it seems to me like all the work we did over the past year where Miz has become a more serious and believable character, we've now reverted back to when he was more of a comedy guy. And I don't really understand that, because The Miz is that whiny, almost reality star, whatever you want to call it, guy. He's really, really good at it. But I felt like he had a bit of believability and a bit of substance to him, and we've taken that and we've thrown it away. Like, the New Day were laughing at his match with last week, he then lost to Kofi Kingston, he then went to Shane McMahon, and Shane McMahon didn't give him the time of day. Also, Shane McMahon still doesn't care that SmackDown lost 6 to nothing which beggars belief about why we did it at Survivor Series. And maybe they will do it next week. But again, it's the law of diminishing returns. You've got to do it eventually. Um, so we'll have, to, we'll have to see about that. But yeah, I don't... I'd, 
that that was that, that seemed odd. That that did seem odd. Obviously, the tag team division in general on SmackDown and Raw feels feels utterly lost. Um, obviously, we've got the piss stuff <laughs> on Raw and on SmackDown. You've you know you just have the New Day and the Bar and the Usos fighting each other all the time, and I find that nuts because we've got Sanity waiting in the wings. Actually, we don't have that many tag teams. Who the hell else is on is a SmackDown tag team? I can't even remember. Anyway, the point is. Uh, the point is, is that we I don't we just need more teams. I mean, we saw the clones, we saw Gallows and Anderson again. We saw Sanity, <coughs> excuse me, at Survivor Series, and they've just vanished again. So oof, I don't get it. Right, Ryan, my man in the super chat, has just said it's called Our Truth. <laughs> That's endurance. Look, man, I'm all for doing things differently and changing it up here on Simon's Pro Wrestling Podcast, especially if you're going to dedicate to the super chat, which helps me no end. So I'm just going to get up now. I'm going to try and find it, and we'll just listen to it. You know, because, there we go, that's endurance. How do I know I get the right one? Wrong Killings TV, two weeks old. Well, that's got to be it, right? I presume this is going to be loud enough for people to hear. Advert, naturally. Music ad before it. I mean, it looks professional straight away, so... <laughs> I like that the title is... Ron Killings brackets WWR Truth. I mean, that's what that is what you'd write, right? But no, I don't want to hear Manish Mania. I want to hear there he is. I lift it up. That actually sounds alright. That doesn't sound that bad. We'll get to it. That sounded right, didn't it? But I, I like our truth. It's a likable dude. Uh, yes, yeah, so that was my that was my thing about them. Is I thought it was strange. Oh, the tag team division. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what the tag team titles have just been negated on on both shows, and I, I just can't I can't figure out why. I just, I absolutely can't figure out why. Why do we not care about these things? Uh, I guess it's the same with the IC title. I know we had the Dolph Ziggler Open Challenge, but it doesn't feel very important. Obviously, the US Championship having a feud, but married amazing. I mean, right now, the only battle I actually care in all of WWE is the SmackDown women's title. Maybe the Raw women's title to a lesser extent, but we don't see the Universal title. The Ronda Rousey and I Jackson, I'm not just that invested in, so, you know, I don't really feel interested. Whereas, fair play, like, Becky Lynch, Becky Lynch has made that title mean something. So there we go. I, mean, I can't say it. I can't say it fairer than that. One title, though. How many titles? Actually, the 205 Live, the Cruiserweight Championship is quite good if you watch 205 Live. But otherwise, that means we'll throw the Raw Women's title in there. So no, Universal title, no. IC, no. Tag Team titles, double, no, no. And US Championship, that's six. I don't get it. I don't get it, but hey, what are you going to do? It, it, it is what it is. Um, the, a good point as well, we've got the Bludgeon Brothers to come back. Oh, they can't, just Luke Harper should be in singles. Com- I'm not, what? <laughs> We're not going to get into it. But a big reason for all of this as well is, of course, at the moment, WWE doesn't have, they don't have a face in the um, a face of the company. You know, there's no Hulk Hogan. There's no, who came after Hulk? I mean, you could probably, nothing until Stone Cold, really. So there was a pretty Bret Hart, I guess you could say, or Bret Hart, Sean kind of carried it together. But then Stone Cold, The Rock, John Cena, and now there's no one. And that does tie into this whole WWE's not making stars problem. And it is a problem. You're right. I, I, I don't... I, I, there was a time when I thought it wasn't that... Not that it wasn't a bigger deal. It's always been a big deal. But it just feels worse now. It feels like we need something. Just or someone. 
And I know I did. I know you got the. I mean, the WWE title stuff is okay between Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles. I mean, it's on weeks on SmackDown this week. AJ came out. He cut a promo. He said the last two weeks have been harder than his entire title reign because he wanted to be champion. And then you know now we have a match at TLC. And it was fine. Daniel Bryan wasn't on the show probably because he's got his reduced schedule, or that was the rumor. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. But I, I do think we need someone to kind of come and, and rise. And I think the other problem with that is that Roman Reigns was meant to be that guy, and he did it. He did it moderately well. But obviously, we know all the problems with the the smart fans or the internet fans, whatever you want to call them, that wouldn't accept him as that. So you always had you always had this back and forth anyway. So maybe that is the issue. Maybe they need to. Maybe they need to bring that. Uh, but you can't just make a star like that. I don't know. WWE is an interesting place right now. However, it is always like this in December. We have to reiterate that. We have to, you know, make that clear. So come January, when we start building to the Rumble and we get into Mania season, it could get all excited again. It could... And we could have a really good Royal Rumble, and then we could fly through to WrestleMania 35. And, you know, I mean, at the moment, WrestleMania 35, apparently, is going to be Seth Rollins, Seth Rollins versus Brock Lesnar. That's all right. Some form of Ronda Rousey, Charlotte, and Becky Lynch. That's all right. Um, and it was meant to be Triple H versus Batista. Let's say that it could be. I'd like to see that match. Not in the main event, but if that's on the card, I certainly want it. Daniel Bryan, I guess, versus someone. Maybe The Miz, maybe Shane McMahon. That may not be great. <laughs> but, yeah, we. I don't know. I, I, let's get through December. You know, we're at the end of November now. Let's go. And who knows? You know, December could be all right. Um, and then 2019 is a different is a different time. So we'll have to see what happens. I saw a load of people in the comments mentioning, am I the voice on Sky TV that says sponsored by 2K, W2K19? That is me. It's a very cool gig I got. Uh, I got, literally got to be that guy. And I've watched that for, what, 10, 15 years, however long they've been doing it. And this year will forever be me. So that's two thumbs up from, uh, from Simon Miller. So that is the state of the WWE at the moment. It's very strange. Look, I know people don't like this excuse, but you always do have the option not to watch. And then, you know, but you also have the option to watch and criticize it too. Both are good. I mean, for me, you know, I'm like, if you watch my stuff, I'm always like, let's try and keep it as fun and happy and entertaining as possible because that's what it's all about, right? That is what it's all about. There's no need uh, getting your knickers in a twist too much because it is just wrestling. Wrestling is meant to be fun. Wrestling is meant to be entertaining. Uh, if you did watch, if you do watch everything WWE puts out there, I found this a bit strange. They put Starcade 2018 on the network. Great, awesome. I kind of liked it because, you know, it was a house show. And I enjoy the house show setup, and I even enjoy the house show matches. Up to they feel, I don't say pointless, but they certainly lack a certain importance to them. But I thought it was fine. I thought it was a nice way to get up for my end on a Monday and watch an hour's worth or an hour's worth of of WWE program. But a lot of people are like, oh, it's rubbish. It was crap. And look, it was a bit rubbish that they got rid of three hours worth of television or how long that house show was. But it's just on the net. It was nothing. Do you know what I mean? It was nothing. It was fine. So I didn't really understand the criticism towards that. Bray Wyatt returned there, but clearly that's not a T. I think he's just filling for Braun Strowman. Braun Strowman was booked in that spot, and you know what better way to replace someone that can't wrestle than with someone you haven't seen in ages and feel like you're getting some kind of a return. When he comes back to TV, I don't know what we do with Bray Wyatt. I think he needs a complete character shift. You can still call him Bray White if you want, but I think he needs a new gimmick, new entrance music, new look, new attire, new atmosphere. They probably won't do that because they think the character is quite good, but it's been run into the ground by this point. So, you know, we'll, we'll just have to see. But yeah, the Star Guide was alright. I mean, I wouldn't necessarily say go out of your way to watch it. Um, you're probably better off watching the Edge and Christian show. Hit and miss the Edge and Christian show, but when it does hit, it is very funny. Like I said, that Samoa Joe skit was very well done. That put a smile on my face. Um, and obviously, if we are talking about WWE, we've got to talk about this NXT UK talent situation. I did a tweet earlier that kind of sums up my views on it, which is, is quite simple. A lot of people don't agree, but that's cool. Each to their own. 
each their own. If you've worked your ass off for a certain period of time and somebody wants to pay you your more money and you feel happy where you are and you're pleased with everything that's been put on the table, I'm not going to criticize you. I don't think, I, I, I've never believed in selling out. You know, as long as there's nothing immoral going on or nothing evil, everyone wants more money, right? Everyone needs more money. Uh, you know, I said at the start of this uh, this very episode, patreon.com for Simon 316, and I do that because more money makes all this stuff easier. So, you know, keep, keeps you up, lets you sleep at night, keeps you up less. So I really haven't got a problem with it. I mean, you could argue that WWE is trying to suffocate the UK scene, but it's still the wrestler's decision about what they want to do. And as long as they're all happy and they're all making good money and they feel like they're achieving and getting someone with their with their career... I'm not going to be the person the person to criticize it. And on top of that, there's a load of amazing talent that are not affiliated with WWE at all. And all this does is shift the deck around to hopefully open up some more spots for those guys to step into it. And hey, once my shoulder's better, I'm going to get back in the ring. Not saying it's going to help me, not saying it's going to hinder me. But it gets me excited in one way because you think, oh, maybe there's a hole that I could slip into as well. That's how I feel about it. We'll have to see how it all plans out. I do know you've already seen, if you follow any kind of independent promotion in the UK on Twitter or whatever, you would have seen their cards changing, a few people being taken out of championship matches because they know there's no future there. I think in 2019 that, uh, you know, that, that, that changes out, whatever. Uh, but it, I, I could never criticise anybody for wanting to earn more money. Maybe they've got families. Maybe... Maybe they're, maybe they're broke and maybe they're sick of being broke or maybe they this is what they wanted to begin with. It's I, I just don't... I don't, the term selling out, it seems, seems very strange to me because who here, myself included watching, wouldn't accept more money from someone as long as it was through fair means. You know, if someone came to me now and said, Simon, I'll pay you, you know, 500 bucks to do whatever and it was something I wanted to do and it made sense, I would say, of course, that's my job. That's what I do. I'm a man for hire. So... Yeah, that, that's how I feel about it. You don't have to agree. You could, uh, you can argue that it's gonna again that it's gonna ruin the UKC. Maybe it will, maybe it won't. But it's up to the individual wrestlers, and if they're happy and they're doing everything that they want to do, I shrug my shoulders and I say, "Good for them." That's just, that's just that's just how I feel about it. Uh, because I did mention my shoulder, a few people in the comments are asking about my shoulder. My shoulder is pretty much the same. Um, the last time that we that we talked about it. Uh, it certainly looks like it needs surgery. I had a hospital appointment the other day. It, I mean, I'm, look, if, you, if you live here, the, the NHS is great, right? I don't want to get too off topic here, but the National Health Service over here in the UK is fantastic. However, it doesn't always go as fast as, as you may like, especially when you are in pain or you're waiting for something. That's just life, though. That's just life. I'll get my date eventually, and I'll have surgery, and then I'll come back to being a wrestler. It's as simple as that, which is why I don't talk about it too much because I don't want to come across... I don't want to whine or anything like that and you know I've had so much sympathy and so much nice reach out from people and I always appreciate it but you know there's just there's just there's no updates but I am 100% coming back to pro wrestling don't worry this journey if I get injured again <laughs> then we may have to look into it but right now don't worry about it I and also there's a few surprises lined up too don't want to ruin anything obviously that would take away from the surprise but there's always something fun coming so yeah uh, keep an eye on about that obviously the other big thing we should talk about when it comes to WWE is Lars Sullivan is coming up to be the Raw Smackdown. They're pushing him huge on both shows. There was some controversy this week with apparently some old posts that he allegedly made. I don't know enough about that to talk about it, but I'll mention it so you know that we try to cover, um, we try to cover uh, you know all bases. Again, not my decision to make. It's up to WWE. If he said those things, not great. You shouldn't say bad things ever. It's not a good thing to do, no matter how old you are. You know, you should have a, a certain level of maturity to know don't say ridiculous things on the internet. 
And look, I think he'll do great. He's a Vince McMahon type of wrestler. They need... They don't really need bodies right now. They've got loads. Look, it, I'd put him on SmackDown and eventually move him across the Raw. So it could actually be quite good. In December, you get... Or maybe January, you get Lars Sullivan called up. John Cena's coming back in December. Say what you want. He is a star. People will tune in to see him. So that's going to do well. I guess Batista's got a run in him after the teasing we did on SmackDown a few weeks ago. So there's a lot of good. There is a lot of good to come. I hope. I'm being confident. Cross the both my fingers. The Raw's done now. That was two days ago. SmackDown was a lot better. That's it. WWE's done for this week. There ain't no pay-per-views. Ain't no nothing. Can leave it over there and we can move forward. Although apparently, I can't remember if I talked about this or not. I don't know how true this is because I don't know where the figures come from. But everyone said it and reputable people have said it too. Apparently... NXT TakeOver War Games 2 did better numbers on the network than Survivor Series. I think that's massive. I think that's massive because no one's really watching on pay-per-view. I know a lot of people, you know, divulge it from social media clips that go around. But more people... It's nuts to me. There's absolutely, Survivor Series is one of the big four. Which probably says to me that interest was that low. People just didn't want to watch it. That can't have happened before. Even with what you would call a quote-unquote B pay-per-view or B show. So yeah, that, that surprised me greatly. But who knows, man? I still think we're in the, we're in the territory now where... We should make NXT it's like a proper brand and we should have people jumping to and from there. Why not? It offers something different. You just have to tweak a few things here and there, but they've got enough talent to do it, so why the hell not? Kurt Hawkins came back on Raw as well. I was so pumped to see Kurt Hawkins back on Raw. I don't know why I like Kurt Hawkins so much. I like Kurt Hawkins. Hilariously, he replaced Braun Strowman as well. How good is that? Uh, also, for all the people as well that say they don't watch Raw, and don't watch it. Watch Ups and Downs with me. That works. The more views they do, the better I feel. <laughs> uh, right, that's pretty much everything that's going on. Um, Impact did pull uh, LAX from an Evolve show, which is quite interesting. I don't know if that's in, in, in retaliation to WWE saying that some NXT UK talent couldn't work against people from New Japan, Impact, and so on and so forth. But we are on the verge of a wrestling war again, maybe, because Impact's always been very open with that stuff since they've become Impact, or whenever Don Callis and um, I can never remember the other guy's name, Scott Damore took over so that'll be interesting um it was, I was, what, there was something else i wanted to talk about in that regard as well oh of course and that ties into all elite wrestling because that would change that dynamic as well who does new japan work with there so we are on the cusp of something interesting i think we get through the end of 2018 how terrifying is that that we're almost done and then when we get to oh sam gaming just subscribed there we go my alert box does work Sam Gaming, kapow. And if you do a super chat, it should come up there anyway, but I'll shout you out anyway. That's made my day. Finally worked. It only took me about three weeks. Um, but yeah, but 2019 could be really interesting for wrestling. If we've got, um, yeah, AEW, and we've got Impact then closing their doors a little bit, and we've got NXT, we'll see. We'll see. Obviously, there's Walter. I didn't talk about Walter. Walter apparently is signed with the NXT UK or European brand, I should say, as well, because he had no interest in going to Raw or SmackDown. Walter is good. I've seen him a few times at Defiant. He is, yeah, he's really good. Like, he really is. So that's a huge signing for WWE. I presume he'll finish up his dates and then he'll start there in January. It's going to be an interesting brand. I think it probably has more momentum than even I thought it, it, it could do. So I'll be intrigued. Right, that's all the news as far as I'm aware. Uh, I'll keep an eye out for more as we go on. We're now going to ask, uh, answer some questions. Again, if you are watching this live on YouTube, uh, use the Super Chat. I'll make sure I, I get to you all. And uh, we'll do what we can. Uh, I'm sure this will just, you know, promote many range of different topics that we can chat about. Uh, Joe Hughes, best WWE moment of this year. Mine was Ronda Rousey debuting at the Royal Rumble. Of course, I forgot about that. She came out afterwards. See, a question like that is quite difficult because now I have to rack my brain without doing it any kind of service or research. Best WWE, I wouldn't say that. I did enjoy it. 
is there anything that's happened that really... Well, the Raw 25th anniversary was this year, right? Stone Cold Steve Austin coming out for um, that pop against Vince McMahon. I just love the pop. I love the pop. It just it, it, it was the most nostalgic... Excuse me, the most nostalgic thing ever. Yeah, it was wonderful. It was absolutely wonderful. So I actually think... How sad is that? My favourite thing was a nostalgic thing. I'll have to think. I'll say that. I may be wrong. I did enjoy Nakamura winning the Rumble as well. I mean, everything following it was a bit upsetting. I just like Nakamura. I just do. Yeah. Um, Babak Kidney. You're such a good name, my friend. Hey, Simon. Hope all is going well in your life. Isn't that nice? We've all heard that W plans to add a premium tier to its network soon. Rumor has it that airings of House Show are part of the plan. Oh, as soon as I've done that, Facebook just went nuts. Thanks, Facebook. <laughs> live, man. We're live, pal. Um... The airings of House are part of the plan. See Starcade. What is your take on it? I personally don't see why anyone would be interested in them, considering we're already going through 10 hours of WTV content each week. All the best from Hamburg. That's cool, man. Um, It's difficult. You're right. Because, and also, why would I go see a house show if I know I can watch it on the network from the comfort of my home, which there's no added cost? I don't know the answer to that because I don't want to criticise it before I've got it. But yes, I do think it's a bit strange. Starcade, for example, I watched and I enjoyed. But if I was getting them all the time, I know I would watch less and less. I haven't even watched the AJ Styles documentary yet and I love those. But you're right, I'm watching so much wrestling and taking in so much wrestling each and every week that eventually you have to draw a line under it and take a break. Otherwise, it is too much. So you're right there. I like the tiered system if it's going to offer more you know, variety and choices to, to, to people. But... The house show one is strange, especially because house show attendances are down. So giving it away on a subscription service seems like a really good way to stop that from happening. It's odd. It's an odd one. We'll see. Apparently that's all coming next year as well. I tell you, man, 2019 is going to be a crazy year for wrestling. Things will be really interesting. We may even enter new territory. Uh, we'll have to find out. Lewis Whitaker in uh, the super chat. Thank you as always. Really appreciate that. It means the world. Hey, Simon, big fan. Oh, that's nice. Anyway, if the offer was on the table for you to join All Elite Wrestling, would you take it? Love you, bro, from a fellow Brit. I love you too, man. I mean, I, I probably would. Uh, I'm the type of guy that thinks if opportunities come up. Yes, it's working. My alert thing is working. There you are, Lewis. Live on that damn video. Thank you, fine, man. It took me three weeks to get that to work. Right, there we go. Now you can get alerts. If you don't come up there, though, it's not my fault because the system's broken. I'm a guy that um, is all about opportunity and also taking opportunities that you're never going to look back and say, oh, man, I can't believe, you know, I can't believe I didn't take it. So, yes, if something like that came up, I think if you were to say no, you'd regret it for the rest of your life. So I absolutely would. And that is the same... Uh, for, for many opportunities uh, within wrestling. If it's something I really felt like I couldn't turn down, I wouldn't. Now, between you and I, I don't think All Elite Wrestling needs me or wants me just yet. Give me give me a while. But yeah, that, that would be great. And I appreciate your support and your belief in me, my friend. And try, I got... I don't want to spoil it too much. I got... It's not... I, I still got to fix my shoulder. I do hopefully have some cool news soon. Now, not soon... But sooner than you think. That's all I say. That's what you get for watching Simon's Pro Podcast. Uh, Ryan Evermy, also in the Super Chat, my man. Velveteen Dream and Goldust Tag Team. Would it work? I mean, it would. But the only problem is, is that Goldust has been marginalized by WWE now. So if you put Velveteen Dream with him, I'm going to start thinking that Velveteen Dream is only on the level of Goldust. And I actually think Velveteen Dream has enough momentum and enough skill and where he's got to that he should be higher than that. So I don't think we should start him lower. So... 
I'd probably say no. I think it would work. I think it'd be really interesting. But I think when Velveteen Dream comes in, it's got to be big. He's got to smash it, and he's got to he's got to come across like a star. Because we don't do that enough. It's like this classic thing. Oh, we can't have someone come in and just run through everybody. Yes, you can. His name was Gold. I always say this. His name was Goldberg, and the reason we all still love him is because he never lost, and that made him a badass. Just saying, just saying. Thanks again for the super chat, peeps. I appreciate it. Grant Weaving. Hi, Simon. Big fan of your positivity in general. Somehow, if I think... That's very nice, by the way. Somehow, if I think I hate a pay-per-view, you always manage to sway my feelings towards it. <laughs> yes. You and Sam Roberts managed to keep me... Uh, managed to keep me invested every week, so for that I say thank you. Dude, thank you for watching and listening. You're very welcome. My question for you is, how do you still keep your love for wrestling going every week? For me, I still rely on nostalgia or maybe the fact they may surprise me. Um, look, it's two reasons for me. One, I'm very lucky and blessed to do it for a living. That's obviously always going to help. But two, well, a, the way I approach wrestling is different to a lot of people, right? I can watch anything and get some good out of it. Like, honestly, I actually talk about the previous question. I think one of my highlights of the year was everything that happened with Shane McMahon winning the World Cup because it made me laugh. It made me feel good. My endorphins got released because I thought it was so ridiculous. So in that sense... Um, yeah, it was, you know, <laughs> I always find a way to enjoy it. But also, I like doing stuff like this. I think the rise of social media and the rise of the internet when it comes to wrestling, while it has ruined it a little bit in terms of it's hard to believe in anything anymore because you just get told the real facts if you go and look for them. That, the fact that I can sit here now in my house, in my little studio, and we can have a chat about wrestling once a week or twice a week is it's brilliant. And it's really, really fun. And even when, um, you know, even when... Things go bad, like they did on Monday. There's still a whole host of people out there you can connect with instantly. And I think that's really cool. And yeah, there are assholes out there too, but they make me laugh, so it's fine. So I actually think it's the community around wrestling, the positive community around wrestling, which is there, despite it making you think otherwise, which keeps me coming back. I look forward to watching Raw every week because I know I get to crit critique it, come up with some silly jokes, make a video. Some people will like it, some people will hate it. But that's fun for me. And if that, even if that wasn't happening, the fact we could have this discussion... You know, would, would be good too. Uh, Garth Jackson, will you be at the NXT TakeOver UK in January? I'm hoping to be there. Yes, that is my plan. Thomas Sutton, what do you think of Starcade and that we didn't see all of it? I'm personally annoyed that we didn't get to see Bray Ryan's return. Bray Ryan's, Bray Wyatt's. The problem with Starcade is I understand at first why they didn't show it because it wasn't part of canon, but then Dana Brooke went heel for no reason. So why did they show that? I like little things like that on the network. I find it fun. It makes me keep my subscription... But you're right. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know is my answer. I don't know. Uh, Tyler Coughlon, I think it's your name. I apologize if I got it wrong. How much longer can the WWE sustain the constant dual brand pay-per-views? Do you think the brand-specific pay-per-views would be better for booking arrests themselves? No, I don't. I, I like dual brand pay-per-views. I really do. I understand that it means some people don't get on the card. But remember how many there used to be and how some would come along and you just didn't care? I just it's up to look, it's up W it's up for it's up I can't talk. It's up to WWE to figure out a way to have these dual pram baby views and make them work. That is their job. Their job is to creatively come up with things that are entertaining. Doing whatever means they have to do. So yeah, that's what that's just what they have to do. But you don't do that by giving me too many 15 or 16 papers or whatever it was. For me, was too much. I like 12. I think it's 12 at the moment. That's what I like. So I hope they stick to that. And I hope they figure out a way to make it work. Just my uh, 
Just my personal hope. Tristan Dan Whitcomb, hello to you. So this year in WWE has been a strange one and quite often been referred to as the bandit here in WWE. What's been the most baffling thing in WWE this year and what has been the most logical thing? Oh, and what's your favourite song from a WWE video package paid for your TV show? Mine is Monster by Imagine Dragons, which was used for the WrestleMania 30 Daniel Bryan video package. Enjoy your week. A lot in there. Uh, what's been the most baffling thing in WWE this year? I mean, for me, given where I was in my life, the whole thing with Finn Balor, absolutely. I know it's not a big thing, but I couldn't believe he said he knows what's going to happen and he was shocked. Uh, we may as well keep it topical too. The most logical thing, oh, they did do something when they referenced the past a few weeks ago and I was really impressed, but now I can't, I can't remember it. My favourite song from a WWE video package, though, would be when... Um, it, uh, the Wrestle no the the, the some the <laughs> SummerSlam '97 the one nobody said it would fair no one said life was fair uh, no life isn't fair and nobody said it would be and you've got the amazing music in the background which I used to have and I lost there used to be somewhere ro- roving on the internet all these WWE production themes that were free and I lost them all if you know where they are get in touch I want them back but that would absolutely be my favourite uh, Adam Pearson have all every wrestling offered you a contract or has it simply gotten lost in the mail that's two people that have said that you're all very nice it must have got lost in the mail you're right uh, Aiden O'Connell Simon so big fan I hope the injury isn't too painful going under the knife in January from my right shoulder well dude all the love to you I hope it goes or worked um, I asked you before about podcasts but thought I'd check in as after surgery we both have time to kill do it man get in touch um Oh, you've, you've literally thrown me some some podcasts. I'll just read them out. What a Rush podcast, which is Animal from the Road Warriors. Why I Ended with Robbie E. I've watched that. I listened to that. That is good. True Wrestling Fables. Haven't heard that one. The Apter Chat. Obviously, Bill Apter. Booking Memphis Wrestling with Jerry Jarrett. I didn't listen to them. Thank you. I see, I'm with you now. I've caught up. All sound good. I'll check them out. James Bromfield. As always, I'll start off by thank you for being the most... Oh, um, can't talk. I, <laughs> I will start off by thanking you for being the awesome, positive dude you are who provides wonderful entertainment for us fans with this weird thing called wrestling. I like the people that I've surrounded myself with. You're all lovely, lovely, lovely people. Uh, with people like Cody and the Elite, Jericho and Pac forging their own path away from the WWE and the sports entertainment format, are we heading towards a time where wrestlers have all the power? How do you see that playing out? I don't think anyone's ever going to have more power than WWE because they have too much money and they have too much... They, 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 well, they can put you on a platform, right? They can they can show you to a whole different audience. Like how many times do we see people come in that we think we know, but the Raw and SmackDown audience don't know who they are? Even with dwindling TV ratings, they can still give you a global audience, right? So for that reason, unless that changes one day, but I think some wrestlers, depending on their stock or depending on their current environment, sure, do have the power. Chris Jericho would be one, but he only got there through working. Through, I mean, he did all the, you know, it had to be Chris Jericho, but it was the platform that WWE gave him that allowed him to get there. Cody Rhodes did it an opposite way. He left WWE where he already did have a platform, but he was so good, he made his mark. Young Bucks took advantage of social media and absolutely smashed that. So these are people that have found different ways to get there, but I don't think anyone will ever have more power than WWE because really, especially now with not any sort of one real star, everybody could leave the WWE and they'd still do all right. Could change. Could change one day, but um, I don't think it's changed yet. Would be would be would would be my guess.
But who knows? Who knows? Um, Pac's a different one. To me, Pac seems like a guy that just wants to wrestle. And he just likes it. And he felt disrespected in WWE. So he was like, I'm going to go out on my own. And he's doing great. Everyone wants to see Pac now. He's exciting. Of course, he's brilliant too. Francesco Bozo. Hi, Simon. Hope your recovery is going great. Thank you. My question is, what do you think is next for Brock? And who should be the next guy now that Roman is out? It's rumored that it could be Seth, which I think it would be great. Well, Seth Rollins ticks both those boxes, right? Seth Rollins could be the next opponent for Brock after Braun Strowman if we do that at the Rumble. And Seth Rollins could easily fit into that face of the company. Guys, people like him. He's properly over. He's got a cool move set. If you don't watch wrestling, it doesn't matter. He does 100 suicide dives because it's a cool looking move. I think absolutely. Um, I think Brock Lesnar has to go through Braun Strowman first. The only thing is, if it is Brock Lesnar versus Seth Rollins at Mania, that really does pull the carpet out from underneath Braun Strowman, right? Because he's never going to win the championship. He's going to lose to Brock again, you'd assume, unless we're doing a triple threat at Mania. I, I don't know. I don't know where this is going with uh, with Braun. We will find out, though. We will find out. It's certainly going to be interesting. Alex White. When Roman Reigns returns, would you have him return at 30 in the Rumble just for the reaction? It's up to Roman Reigns, man. You know, when when we start talking about Roman Reigns, I think we always have to take our, our wrestling hats off and remember this is a human being suffering from a terrible disease. And that's all that actually matters. You know, wrestling is great and all, but it's just wrestling. It's just entertainment. It could vanish off the face of the planet tomorrow and it wouldn't affect us too big. Whereas this is a man's life and it's a man with a wife and a daughter and brothers and sisters and family. It just doesn't matter. So however he wants to come back, great. If he wants to walk out on Raw, if he wants to announce it beforehand, if you want to do a proper wrestling return number 30, if you wanted to come out at WrestleMania 36 and win the main event, I'd be like, whatever, man. You do, you, you've, you've, that's a thing I, you know, I never want anyone to go through and I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy. So I just hope he's doing all right. I know, what, who cares what I think, right? Admittedly, of course not. But that's just how I feel. I, I, can't, I can't even begin to imagine. In a way, that's a good thing because it means I've been very lucky in my own life. We will see. Sarah Emily Haskell. Do you think it's time for Vince to retire and let Triple H take over? Or, so, so, or should someone else take over instead? Oh, there we go. That's a spin. I, 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 I struggle. Clearly to say the word I because I said it three times then. I struggle to tell anybody to retire because as everyone says, you're a long time retired. And he's worked his whole life to build this up. So for me to sit here and go, I think you should retire. I'm not saying you're saying that. I mean, from my point of view, um, I would never do it. I would never do it. It's like when Shawn Michaels came back. Man, if you want to come back, Shawn, you do it. I don't think it affects your legacy. You're still Shawn Michaels. Those matches are still there. And that's how I always feel. Like, am I excited about Triple H taking over? Absolutely. I think he's going to be great. I think... It will bring something fresh. It'll be something new. I don't think everything will change. I imagine there is still some of the status quo that will remain. However, it will be. I'm trying to think about pick my words here. It will be. It will be. I don't want to say it will be exciting. That sounds terrible because I think the Vincent Man will probably be there till he dies. So I want to say it's exciting. The Vincent. I don't mean it like that. But having a new set of eyes. Look, if you're a football fan. Um, there was a, a big argument for years, right? Should Arsene Wenger leave Arsenal? Arsene Wenger did leave Arsenal this year, and Umay Emery has come in, and it's kind of exciting. It's kind of they're not smashing it, they're not top of the league, they're not winning medals and championships. However, they are doing something different, and that was enough to make people interested again. And I think that's going to be the same kind of thing with WWE. Just knowing that somebody else is in charge that kind of has a similar mindset to the previous person, but will bring, um, you know, bring a new feel to to proceedings. That's where I think the most interesting thing comes in. But I think Triple H should be the guy. I think Triple H has proven in NXT that he's got the chops for it, regardless of what you think about him, and he deserves his shot. 
may sink, may swim. The only way to find out is to is to do it. And we'll see. Maybe it'll be the worst thing ever. And in 20 years' time, we'll be going, oh, I can't believe it. Vince McMahon, come back from the grave. <laughs> Let's hope we're not saying that. My man Josh in the comments very nicely put £5 in the super chat. You're a good man, Josh. I appreciate that. That's really nice. Look, my alert thing is working. That means nothing to people on the podcast. I'm sorry, but that took me a long time to fix. Uh, do you think there is another Cena or Rock in the company right now? Someone that can go from WWE superstar to global star? For me, no, there isn't. It's tough because you'd need to be booked in that way as well. And they don't really book like that anymore. I mean, let's go through the names. Seth Rollins, potentially. Dean Ambrose, for me, potentially has it because I've seen him act. I'm not saying you have to be a good actor to do that, but I don't think he's given his, his due. Braun Strowman, I don't believe so just because, you know, big men. I'm not saying, I don't like saying they're one-dimensional. I don't mean it like that. But I, I don't think they'd be a global superstar like the Cena or, Cena or Rock or Stone Cold. Um, Drew McIntyre I, definitely has something. Again, it all depends how they treat him. And then, yeah, you start to run out of names. AJ Styles would have done, but again, his age works against him. I think Samoa Joe is the man. I think he could do anything, but it wouldn't necessarily be a super superstar. Daniel Bryan has already kind of found his niche. So now they probably don't have a Cena or Rock there right now, but you never know. Don't forget, at one point, John Cena was going to be fired, and now all of a sudden, he's John Cena. So there may be someone right under our noses, right under the radar, that actually is capable of doing that. They just need their break. And maybe they get it, maybe they don't. That's life, right? Life isn't fair. But nobody said it would be. <laughs> 1997 SummerSlam, the best. Uh, Jaden Wiggins, what are your choices for match of the year? <sighs> oh, man. Uh, what are my choices for match of the year? Oh, my gosh. I can't even think of anything. Charlotte versus Becky. At, was it Hell in a Cell they had their match? I think so. I can't remember now. That would be in there. Um, Omega versus Okada at Wrestle Kingdom was this year, correct? When Omega won the... Was that Wrestle... I, I, I'll get back to you. We'll do this next week. We'll do it towards the end of the year. We'll do a special episode, best match of the year. Otherwise, we'll be here all day. But yes, we'll do that, Jaden. Um, while chatting about what happens when Vince steps down, someone had a great tin fall hat theory. So the theory is Vince is intentionally doing things to annoy Smarks. That's you and me. So when Triple H takes over, no matter how he does, people will be so glad it's not Vince, they will automatically say it's better now. I just love the idea that Vince isn't out of touch, but he's still working us in a time people think they can't be worked anymore. What's your opinion on this tinfoil hat theory? Love it, but it's one of the stupidest things I've ever heard. So Vince McMahon is running his own product into the ground so that when he dies, somebody else can benefit from it. That's not happening. That's not happening. Again, Vince McMahon thinks he's putting on a good product. And that's fair play to him. All the respect in the world to Vince McMahon. Can't criticize that. Maybe it's for you. Maybe it's not for you. But he's absolutely not doing it on purpose. But I love it. And I love the fact you answered that question. Uh, Brett Lear. Hope that's right. Who's your favorite to win the Royal Rumble and why? Uh, <laughs> I guess it all depends. If we're doing Seth Rollins, Brock Lesnar, you have Seth Rollins win it. Uh, if you're doing Daniel Bryan versus somebody else, even if Daniel Bryan is still the champion... I guess Seth Rollins wins it. I was going to say Drew McIntyre, but if he's not figured into a main event match, then I'll go Seth Rollins. And why? Because I buy into the Brock And also, I have no other choices. And I'm going to buy into the fact he is fighting Brock Lesnar. It is the case. You've got to set it up. So, yeah, that's all I've got. Callum Price, big fan of yours, Simon. Thank you, Callum. That's very nice of you. Do you think that WWE should drop main event, uh, main roster superstars like Dillinger, Breeze, Mojo back into NXT to redevelop the characters and also get some screen time? I feel there's too many superstars like those guys who aren't getting any excuse me, any screen time on the roster, especially when it be long until superstars. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. 
Uh, you're right. I, I, I think that should happen. I think we should put more stock behind NXT. I think we should try and uh, drag it up. You know, put it as a third brand. And I definitely think you should allow people to jump to and fro from it. Like Mojo Rawley right now, not being used. Ty Dillinger, I think, is e- injured. But still an argument. Dolph Ziggler could be thrown in that. Finn Balor could be thrown in that. Shinsuke Nakamura could be thrown in that. Rusev could be thrown in that. And it would be so much more interesting to have those people go back and forth. Apollo Crews is the perfect example. Never should have been called up. Sanity are the same. They should have stayed down there. But now there is a stigma that going back down to NXT is bad. If it's one person's going to have to take the bullet. But once you take that bullet and once that person goes down there and shine, we can now rebuild all of this to say, no, absolutely not. You can move from NXT and back to Raw SmackDown, and that's cool. And you're right. These people do deserve more screen time. So we absolutely should be doing it. Uh, Brian Thurman. Bray White comes back to form Rusev Bray. <laughs> what will your reaction be? Rusev Bray? You need a better name than that, but I like it. Mm, although I don't want to see Rusev and Bray Wyatt team up. So no, I don't want to see it. I just decided right now. Uh, Thomas Speller. Been thinking about the Roman Reigns comments in the Dean Ambrose-Seth Rollins feud. Is it really worse than Randy Orton feud with the Eddie Guerrero comments? No, it's exactly the same. Um, it's not only then that they've done it. They've also done it... Oh, they've done it time they did it with Charlotte Flair, right? And Reed Flair. That's just what they do. And as I always say, if everybody involved has signed off on it, given the people that actually need to sign off on it... I will not sit here and criticize it for better or for worse. But no, it's the same. It's just what they do. That's what they do. Um, Sergio Andreas Prito, which is just the greatest name ever. Who is your favorite WWE superstars on the current roster? I have two favorites, Finn Balor and Sami Zayn. Oh, dude, that must be tough. <laughs> Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, I miss them. My favorites right now are probably Rusev, obviously, as we all know. Who else do I look forward to seeing? See, that's the problem, right? I'm already thinking about it, which I shouldn't do. I'm always a Daniel Bryan fan. Even as a heel, I just still love the genuine person that Daniel Bryan is. Um, so, you know, he, he would always be in that list. I do like Drew McIntyre. I wanted to get away from these three-man groups, but, you know, that's not my decision. Otherwise, I mean, Elias is coming along, but I can take it or leave it to a certain extent. So, yeah, there's not that many people that I really warm, I really warm towards, which sucks, right? Because I should do, but Rusev would always be my guy. Always. Always. Love that man. Um, where are we going next? Mark Rory Day. By the Wrestling Observer newsletter, what and where do you read about wrestling and get your information news on it from? Also, do you think news sites, newsletters helps or hinders your passion for the business? Where do I get my news from? Uh, Reddit's a good one. Square Circle, they're pretty good. They're on it in terms of actually, you know, going out there and, and collecting information that's out there. Wrestling Observer's my main one just because over the years I trust Dave Meltzer. I know he's a... You know, he's a figure that divides people, but more nine times out of ten, I find him to be very credible. Otherwise, yeah, I just get news from everywhere, and I always take it all with a pinch of salt until I see three or four people collaborating on it, and I'm like, okay, it, it, it's probably true. It's hard for me to say that I think they've ruined anything, because at one point, I actually got more into wrestling because of dirt sheets, as they say. It was amazing learning out about the, the backstage of wrestling. And also, you can ignore that stuff if you don't want to. I've got loads of mates that watch wrestling. They don't even know those things exist. So I still do think it's a personal uh, it's a personal thing. But personally, yes, I do like them. I find it adds more entertainment to my wrestling. 
Uh, I like it. Kevin Parr. Hey, Simon. Hope all is well. Is there any scenario in which you could see Ronda turning heel? Given the lack of quality heel challenges on Raw and the way crowds react to her getting beat down by Becky and Charlotte, I don't see keeping her as a face as a very sustainable in the long run. Also, do you think her feuding with Becky and Charlotte could be foreshadowing a jump to SmackDown by the time it goes to Fox? Yes, that last part. Absolutely, dude. That is a great shout. You get a round of applause. 100% true. Uh, it's funny you say that. I won't spoil it too much, but a video should be going up this week on What Culture Wrestling. Go subscribe now. Cool. Why Ronda Rousey is turning herself heel. Um, I, I think she's brilliant. I think she's great. But I do also think a few of the things she's done in recent weeks do make her less likable than she was. And that could actually tie into everything you've just said. But I'll leave it there and say make sure you go and, uh, you, you go and watch that. But yeah, you're 100% right. 100% right. It's very strange. Very strange indeed. That Especially in the Becky and Charlotte stuff. It felt like she was punching uphill. Whereas those two just stood and went, you're doing this wrong. <laughs> which is weird. Which is weird. Maybe some personal stuff got involved. I don't know. Charlie Walker in the Super Chat, man. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Again, we're going to round up in around about six minutes. If you want to get a question in, please do now. Uh, hey, Simon, big fan of you and your infectious positivity. That is very nice of you, dude. Thank you very much. Quick question. Do you think the women's roster is deep enough for a tag division? Well, the problem I have is, it probably is. If you look at everything on Raw with the Sasha... So on the Raw, we had what? Sasha Banks, Bailey, uh, Mickey James, Alicia Fox, and Dana Brooke. So that's five people right there. And there's probably more as I'm forgetting about. More so on SmackDown, when all those women came out before we had the Battle Royal, I'll try and get through them all. I won't remember. It was Naomi, Oscar, Carmella, the Iconics. That's two. Um, and now my brain fails me, but of course it does. But there was at least, you know, uh, Zelina Vega was there. Lana was there. And there's more. So we're up to seven. So I absolutely do think we could probably do it. My worry is we're not handling titles right now in the division very well. Uh, in, the, in the division, in the WWE very well, as we said earlier. Universal title doesn't exist again. The WWE title, I should have mentioned that. That's doing okay. SmackDown women's title, great. Raw women's title, not bad, but lost a little bit of lack, uh, momentum recently. Tag team titles on both sides suck. IC championship sucks. US championship sucks. So if they're just going to do them and run them into the ground, what's the point? However, if it also means we stop just throwing all women into one segment, then I'm all for it because SmackDown and Raw are so much better when we don't do that. So I would like a SmackDown women's division. I don't see why not. But you're right. It's all about the diversification, ensuring that we make these belts matter. Otherwise, as Vince Russo used to say, they're just props. They're just bits. No, no, he didn't say that. He ran them into the ground. Somebody said that. But you've got to give them meaning. Should have mentioned. I regret doing that. Retract. Name retracted. I don't know why I brought that up. I thought it was him. It absolutely wasn't. Uh, we'll do two more and any more super chats that come through. David Ayers. At the moment, what do you think is the best wrestling product out there in terms of matches and stories? Please say something other than NXT. All right. Um, what do I like watching the most? Do you know? I don't have one. And that's an awful answer. But there's not one that I think consistently delivers all. NXT would be in there, but you don't want me to say that, so I won't. Because sometimes Raw is good. Dolph versus Seth was good. It was just to be seen it too many times. And SmackDown more often than not has good matches. That Daniel Bryan AJ Styles match from a couple of weeks ago was great. Same with Progress. But I don't enjoy every match on Progress. I don't enjoy every match on ICW. I don't enjoy every match on Impact. But, same with New Japan. Like, but I think you just take pieces. And usually what happens is you have one really good match. Or a few. And that can kind of influence you. You know... For, for everything else. But yes, by and large, without wanting to, to ruin your thing. I mean, if you take something like War Games 2, that was that was just a great show. It was four matches, 4.5 matches, we'll call them Matt Riddle 1.5. And it was just enjoyable and easy to watch. And that's all I really need from, from wrestling. And we will end with Stephen Bayliss. 
Bayliss. I'm it wrong. In your opinion, how can the cruiserweight division lose its stigma? Listening to 83 weeks, it sounds as if the common perception of them hasn't changed in the past 20 or 30 years. It all depends how you book them, right? It all depends how you book them. They were treated as second-class citizens on Raw or SmackDown, whichever one they were on, because someone came out and changed the ropes. That does make you go, this is not the same as your normal programming. I'm not saying they were trying to do it, but they did. And then 205 Live just hasn't taken off like it was supposed to. They actually do treat the 205 Live title with a bit more respect than they do most. But unfortunately, the problem there is that no one cares about it because nobody's watching. So you have this like ping-pong ball effect. Uh, they just need to be showcased like everybody else. You can have a cruiserweight division, but like UFC do it, right? I know it's different, but UFC, you just... The only reason you're not fighting, you know, the, the heavyweight guys because you're not a heavyweight. But with 205 Live and cruiserweights, they've been restricted to their own show. They're not allowed on Raw or SmackDown. Imagine that. Imagine you tune into a UFC pay-per-view and say, well, you're not going to see any cruiserweights here. We're not, they're not allowed to be on our television show. Straight away, it's like, okay, great. Um, so, uh, yeah. You, you, you just need to make me care. You need to make things important. Same with the titles. It all depends on how they're presented to me. And the more you do care, the more I can care. And the more you don't care, the, the, you know, the less I'll care too. Uh, and 205 Live just needs a bigger audience that it's not getting. I think NXT UK does more than 205 Live. There's nothing wrong with that. It's good. But that just kind of underlines that 205 Live has never really picked up. And you, so it's a championship that really doesn't even exist. And that, my friends... Absolutely sucks. Amazingly, we're coming up to the hour mark, which is, didn't it just fly by? Don't we all just have lovely times? I know I do. I want to thank everybody that has joined me live here on YouTube. You're all lovely, lovely people. Um, everyone, including the people listening on the podcast, which you can go subscribe to now. It's on iTunes, uh, Google Play, whatever Google does, SoundCloud. It's on everywhere. You just search for Simon's Pro Wrestling Podcast. Uh, do make sure you head over to YouTube.com, The Miller Report Rules. That's my YouTube channel. Give it a subscribe. Join, we're doing loads of stuff at the moment. We've got vlogs, we've got reaction videos, gaming stuff, wrestling stuff, all kind of nonsense. Um, and again, all of everything I do is supported by patreon.com forward slash summary 316. If you can head over there and even give me $1, it helps me no much because this is what I do. It's my job. I love it. I'm very lucky, but obviously you've got to find a way to pay the bills. Simple as that. Trying to be as transparent as honest as possible. Um, Simon316 at Simon316 on Instagram, on Twitter. We have a Facebook group. Just search for Pro Wrestling Podcast. You can join it there. If you're on iTunes, give us five stars. Give us a review. Why not? And don't forget that we've got another episode on Friday where I get a Patreon on to talk about the world of crazy wrestling. Never know which direction we're going to go off in. You can join that too. Just go check it out. I've got a gaming podcast I'm going to be doing at an hour. An hour. I'm just plugging all this. That's not live. Search for The Week in Gaming on your podcast app of choice. Again, thank you very much for everyone in the chat. You're all lovely. I love you all. I love the community we built up. Excuse me. We built up here. I think that's it, right? I'm just rambling. Let's draw it to an end. Just enjoy the rest of your week's Raw's done. SmackDown done. If you haven't watched SmackDown, you can watch ups and downs on what culture. Be up and around about, what, one, two hours. May even be up now. I don't know. I've been sat at my desk, so I don't know what's going on. Uh, a weird stream starting soon thing's going to come up because I haven't got an ending one yet. Need to make that, I will. But again, from the bottom of my heart, love this. Genuinely look forward to Wednesdays and doing all of this. I'll speak to you again soon.